Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Sportsfinder community, we're back with our regular segment where we speak to great people from the world of sports. And today it is no different. I have a very special guest with me, Mr. Chris Estapos from the Kansas City Chiefs. Chris, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. It is my absolute pleasure. Chris, um, before we get into your current role and what you're currently doing, take us back in time. Where did this journey begin for you? Yeah, it's interesting for me. Uh, this is a family tradition in, in many ways. Um, my grandmother actually worked in the sports industry, um, starting with the Kansas City Royals back in the late 70s, um, and uh, working with, with them all the way until 2006. So she got to be part of some really great uh, teams there in Kansas City with the Royals, um, uh, winning the World Series in 1985, and the experience that that was for her. Um, so for me, uh, I kind of grew up around the ballpark um, in a major league baseball, you know, kind of environment. I, I, I was born in Kansas City, but actually moved away when I was young. But I would always go, you know, spend my summers in Kansas City and get a chance to, you know, watch a lot of bad uh, Royals baseball, unfortunately, at the time. <laughs> um, but it gave me a love for being around a major league franchise. And uh, so ultimately, um, when I decided it was what I wanted to do for my career. I was able to kind of use uh, some connections that she had, um, you know, get some internship experience, um, which helped kind of lead me to the path I am today. Awesome. And where are you currently? Uh, so I'm uh, with the corporate partnership team for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, maybe I can, you know, say the Super Bowl champion Kansas City. <laughs> kind of, you know, add a little flavor there. Um, it's been a it's been a fun ride um, these past six years that I've been there. Um, after I graduated college, I, I um, immediately went to work for the Chiefs. So it was a, one of the many places I was able to intern while I was in college. And so um, it was really um, a formative experience for me and it helped develop relationships. Ultimately, I ended up uh, leveraging, you know, to kind of land a full-time job after college. So, um, you know, the kind of neat part for me is uh, it was my grandmother, uh, and her name also is Chris Stathos as well. Um, so she, she and I share the same the same name, um, and we also now both were you know part of the championship team, uh, and both in our sixth season with our respective teams. So the 1985 season was uh, her sixth season with the Royals, and they won the World Series. 2019 was the sixth season I was with the Chiefs, and we won the Super Bowl. So kind of a neat little tie for uh, for my family. Ah, interesting. That's that's really really interesting. So you did the, you've been through the journey where many young kids, or not kids, many young people in America would love love to have gone through. What's your what's your tip to them? Like these are there's I don't know how many teams are there in the um, NFL? Let's say, is it maybe thirty two? Thirty two, and and MLB whatever probably around the same, probably just a bit less, so on and so on. 
So if you look at it, there's only a couple of hundred professional teams and there's over 350 million people in the, in the United States. So if you compare that with the amount of positions available, there, and a lot of people would love to be in your position right now. What's, what's your tip to people who, who'd love to get into these sorts of positions? I mean, considering how competitive they are. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing is to see the bigger picture. Um, you know, yes, there, there are only 32 NFL teams. There are only 30 Major League Baseball and NBA and NHL teams um, when you go down the line. But there's a lot more out there than just professional sports. There's uh, there's the side of uh, you know the minor league side. Uh, you know minor league baseball is a real you know is a real piece of the fabric of America. Um, you know the uh, uh, the agency side, the brand side, uh, the league side. The you know there, there's so many different pieces to our business that that we couldn't do what we do without um, you know those other components. So um, I think that if, if someone's interested in working in sports, there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, there's not, you know, just this one path. It's, it's, you know, literally hundreds, thousands of paths that you can take to get to, uh, you know, the place that you ultimately want to get to. So I think just seeing the bigger picture, being willing to kind of take the path less traveled. I mean, I, I certainly um, know how fortunate I was to uh, excuse me, to uh, be able to kind of really hone in early on and uh, only work in the professional sports setting, um, having, you know, obviously only ever full-time worked for the NFL um, with, the, with the Chiefs, but, you know, having interned only in professional sports, uh, you know, I certainly count myself fortunate, but, but there are so many other opportunities out there for people who are just getting started in their career, trying to pivot. Um, it's, it's really, there, there are so many Things you can do in this space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially in the junior leagues, there's the, and a, a lot of the journeys start there, and people may make their way through. Awesome. Um, talk to us through your current position and what you're and what you're currently doing there. I mean, you you hold yeah. a pretty pivotal role, um, basically creating partnerships or aligning partnerships with, with what the organization requires, sees, values, so on, so on. Take us through like what what your roles currently consist of, how you how you get through it day to day and what you see like your ultimate vision is. Sure. So to kind of back up a little bit, um, when I started at the Chiefs, I started in our partnership activation group. So I was responsible for the implementation and strategy around um, some of our largest uh, sports partnerships. So our Anheuser-Busch relationship, uh, our Coca-Cola relationship, and then, you know, the list kind of goes on. But I was responsible for a book of business that was, um, you know, you know, worth quite a bit of money annually to, to the Chiefs. Um, and then I was responsible also for making sure that we renewed those relationships um, when appropriate upsold opportunities to those relationships. So um, being really strategic about how we went to the market and how we went to those partners and, and you know, tried to leverage the goals that we were trying to accomplish that year. Um, you know, I mentioned, you know, it was the 60th season of our franchise this year. Um, so we had a lot of different initiatives around that. 
Um, it was the NFL's 100th season last year, so there were initiatives with some of our league partners, um, and I have some great some great stories about some of the things we were able to do last year. But that was that was the role I held all the way up until about November of uh, last year. So um, then transitioning over into the partnership development side where I'm currently uh, at, uh, I've basically kind of gone to the other side of the aisle. So uh, instead, you know, being responsible for the activation of those strategic partnerships, I'm now responsible for going and securing those new partnerships. So um, going and finding the right partner in the marketplace uh, that is looking to align with what we're doing, um, whether it's an organization or um, you know, the visibility that, that the NFL can bring to a brand. Um, so that's that's my role now. So certainly uh, helps to have a Super Bowl winning team, but um, you know there are a lot of great groups in the NFL that don't win a ton on the field that have really great partnership teams. So it's not always about what's going on in the field, although that certainly does help. Um, but it's about being innovative. It's about uh, what are you doing digitally right now? Right now we've got the biggest following on TikTok of any NFL team. Um, and that's because our digital team really wanted to be strategic with the way they use the media. And uh, they've done a great job building an audience of engaging that audience, keeping it relevant content um, so it's, it's it's always about more than just your group um, you've got to have great innovators across the organization that want to do really great things that can really draw in those brands that are thinking uh, thinking forward thinking you know what the next step is all the time so um, that's that's my day-to-day that's what I'm responsible for and um, it, it's, it's a great place to be it's the most fun job in the organization very, very nice. You said you mentioned that you had a few great stories. Can can you share one with us? Absolutely. So last year, um, again, 100th season of the NFL, uh, 60th year of our franchise, um, both our time in Dallas and, and our time in Kansas City. And uh, our partners at Anheuser-Busch came to us and said, well, look, we're, we're partners with the NFL. It's their 100th season. We want to find a 100-year-old Chiefs fan. And they put this call out to um, all of their partner teams, I'm pretty sure. Um, but we answered the call very quickly. We, you know, something where I kind of took it as a, as a personal personal initiative of my own project that I really wanted to, to see through. And uh, I put some bugs in some people's ears and said, hey, you know, talk to our radio guy. I said, could you put something out on Twitter? Because we've got a really good following of people that love to uh, interact with him. And he put something out on Twitter and just said, you know, any 100-year-old Chiefs fans, you know, kind of basically let me know. And uh, I, I was looking through some of the replies a, a few hours after he did that. And I noticed that one of the replies came from a guy who worked for us in our community outreach department. Nice. So I gave that guy a call and said, hey, you know, hey, what are you, uh, what are you holding on to? And uh, he sends me a letter that he had gotten, uh, actually a physical handwritten letter uh, or hand typed and, and sent snail mail. And uh, it's from a guy who just said, hey, my mom, you know, 100, turning 101 this year. She's never been to a Chiefs game. And I'm just alarm bells are ringing off. I'm like, this is, this is a, an amazing story. So yeah. long story short, we made contact with, with them um, with, the help of, with the help of Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light. And we told her story. And we told it through a video piece that went out on our social channels um, in early October. And we had just a great response to it. I mean, millions of people watching it. Um, 
you know, and then, you know, her story kind of kept kept itself alive throughout the remainder of the season. I mean, we told that story, you know, early in our season, and then a lot of things happened in between October and February. But even in the week leading up to the Super Bowl, the story resurfaced on Today Show. Um, she had an interview with Mario Lopez on yeah. or whatever Access Hollywood. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's just really cool to see how, you know, people really connect with those stories. And, and that's, that's what brands want. I mean, brands want to connect with people in an authentic way. This was an authentic story of, you know, she's 100 years old, now 101. I went to her 101st birthday party. She's, she, is an, she is an amazing woman. She's really cool. Um, and, you know, we were able to bring her to her first Chiefs game. And that was all because of, you know, the Chiefs, the NFL, life. I mean, all these parties working together to create a truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. And the big kicker is, you know, the things we could never have planned all kind of just happened and came together. I mean, we we knew we were going to get a chance to introduce her to Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, when he came over, so did Travis Kelsey. And then right before all, those two guys came over, the entire team almost came up to her and said hello. So, you know, you can plan and plan and plan, but it, those just natural organic things that just happen in the moment that create the best shot you know and so that was a story i'm going to always be proud of because we really did a great job of telling a partner's story telling the league's story of 100 seasons and then telling our own story of what our fandom looks like you know it's it's the you know 100 year old woman who lives in bonner springs kansas and it's the you know 22 year old college student um that's you know from Kansas City, but going to school somewhere else, and you know, so the Chief Kingdom is is everywhere. So we really loved that story. Man, imagine living a hundred years, watching a professional team, never been to a game, then you turn hundred and one, or you're turning hundred after a hundred years, you end up going to a game. Yeah, that's actually insane. <laughs> wow, interesting. You you mentioned before that. Um, in regards to strategic partnerships with not having uh, with a disconnect, not total disconnect, but an element of disconnect to on-field success. How, how does that look like? like um, I, used to, I used to work locally with, with one of our professional teams here in the Aussie Rules Football League. They're probably one of the biggest. And they mentioned that at their time, at that time, the team was doing too well, so that it was affecting a lot of their online engagement, and so on and so on. And now, what we've heard from you is, you know, completely different um, opinion. And you guys have had success doing that, even without winning the uh, Super Bowl. Can you share some tips with us on that, on how that's how that's basically possible? Yeah, you know, I think I think the biggest thing to remember. Is that at the end of the day, a partner engages with you know a team not because of you know necessarily what you know the the game results are at the end of the day. I mean, yeah. certainly it's exciting to be to be associated with a team that wins the Super Bowl. Our current partners certainly would say, yeah, that's that's great for us. We'd rather they win the Super Bowl than not win the Super Bowl. That's that's a given. Um, but I think what I ultimately have seen over my six years is that you know we've been competitive every single year that I've been at the Chiefs. You know I've never 
been part of a team that's won fewer than nine games. Um, and, you know, we've been in the playoffs every year except one that I've been here, and that was my very first season. You know, I think I think that at the end of the day, you have to find the values match. Um, you have to find the programs. You have to you develop programs to tell a partner story. Um, you know, it's not not enough just to you know slap a logo on a social post and call it good it's you've got to you got to understand what are the objectives that the partner's trying to accomplish with this partnership um, and how do you do that in a way that's going to actually deliver results so when we got to the market we're not going and trying to do as many partnerships as we can we strategically have about 65 partners um, which is about half what an average NFL team has. And that's for us intentional because if you have too many things going, um, too many brands that you're trying to you know, tell their stories, you're never going to be able to do a, any of it very well. But if you strategically say, we're going to have you know, this many partners because we're going to be able to then tell each story really well, uh, I think that's why it works. Um, and so that's how, even in a year where we're not, if, if we if we had a bad year, you know, say we end up only winning seven games or I miss the playoffs, you know, we would still be able to tell our partner stories because we've built in a really authentic way to do it, and we don't have to worry about servicing 120 different relationships. We only have to, you know. We only have about 65, and not all of those require the same amount of effort, certainly. Um, some of those are media relationships. Some of the, you know, so it's a varying level of you know, intensity in terms of how, how much it takes to activate those relationships. But that's where I think we deliver a lot of value is that we really do think strategically about what a partner is looking to do and how we're going to tell that story across different media types across, um, you know, events and different things that we're able to do to help kind of bring that partner's brand to life. Yeah, I, I actually love hearing that because um, that means that the, the team understands that the use and the audiences on the different platforms and tells the, the story of the partner in different, in different formats based on the audience on that platform. Which is very rare amongst team, uh, amongst professional teams. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Awesome. Um, all right. Just quickly, uh, what's what significant change have, have you have you seen in since you guys have won the Super Bowl, pre-winning and post-winning? Yeah, I think I, I think before we won, I saw a lot of change in the way that our media business was going. Um, heavy focus on digital um, telling our own stories versus having other people tell them for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about our long form constant series, the franchise, which you can watch on YouTube and um, you know Facebook. Uh, we have many outlets that that's available through, but this was the first year that we did that. And we started right after the season was over kind of starting to tell those stories. And we 
capture a ton of content in the off season, and then we kind of launch, you know, during the preseason. And um, people really gravitated towards that content because, you know, it was inside content that you could only get because of us, because we have the access inside the building. And, um, you know, people really, really want that type of content. They want football content. And, you know, starting the story at the, the final buzzer, um, the AFC Championship game, you know, that we lost last year. That's, uh, that was a tough place to kind of return to. I mean, I found myself kind of having that bit of my stomach feeling when I watched that very first episode. But as I saw, as I saw our team continue to tell the story throughout the season, it was just really neat to see how, um, you know, this was a brand new team and we were coming together. And uh, so I, I just think that, that we did a great job of kind of pivoting away from some of our, some of the things we were doing before um, on traditional TV. Um, and we turned those stories into, um, you know, stories that you could only get on, you know, really Facebook and YouTube and, and you know, even to the extent of doing a pregame Facebook live show, a postgame Facebook live show, all simulcast on Twitter as well. You know, so I just saw our business kind of shifting that way before, you know, before we won the Super Bowl, obviously. And uh, now that we've won, I think the biggest thing is our audience is growing. You know, people, people care about what we have to say more. Um, you know, anytime you win championships, you're going to have that bump. Um, you know, but since, since the beginning of the season, our, you know, discounting TikTok, which was a brand new platform, the platform that we had last year, um, grew about 14% um, in, in follower base since last year. And if you add TikTok into there, it's like 40% because that's 850,000 people that we didn't have last year. So just massive social growth. And I think, you know, what we'll do with that is continue to tell great stories and just have that much more of an audience to tell them to. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just, it's really interesting to see what winning championship will do, um, you know, from a buzz standpoint from around Kansas City, around the country, you know, more, more brands are you know, kind of looking at you a little differently. Um, you know, I, I like to tell the story of how for the first 10 days of February, um, we use a we use a service YouGov, which is widely used across the world, but um, they do surveys, and uh, their data showed that over the first 10 days of February, our brand had the most buzz of any brand of the 2,000-plus brands that they measure. I mean, that, this is more buzz than YouTube, or sorry, not YouTube, uh, Netflix and Disney, uh, Doritos, you know, couple companies that were advertising during the Super Bowl, like, you know, we had the most buzz of any of those brands over the first 10 days of February, you know, February 2, we win the Super Bowl, and, you know, yeah, it's just kind of neat to see that's the power of the NFL in a nutshell, you know, people care about the NFL, the, the playoffs, the Super Bowl, the biggest sporting event in the world, right? Um, Absolutely. Annual. So, so it's uh, it's really neat to see kind of what's the what the next level of you know taking you know taking taking our brand kind of you know to that space will will be but uh, yeah that's that's exciting. Did did your emails and phone blow up after after the win? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think I had I think my LinkedIn uh, profile was viewed eight hundred percent more than it was the week before. <laughs> um, some ridiculous astronomical number 
And I was like, you know, we, you know, I was kind of laughing myself. I, I thought, you know, we were going to be in this game for two weeks. People knew that the Chiefs were playing in the Super Bowl for two weeks yet. You know, they were just waiting to see who won before, uh, before reaching out. So yeah, a lot of people reaching out, um, you know, everyone wants something from you when, you, when you're the champions, right? But um, you've got to be strategic and make sure that you uh, engage in the right conversations. But no, it was definitely the, a lot of family and friends, of course, reaching out as well. Congratulating <laughs> me. It's like, I yeah. kind of find it funny. I didn't do anything to help the team win on the field, but um, I'll certainly enjoy the, the spoils of victory. That's for sure. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a part of a winning team, mate. Um, Absolutely. Interesting. Oh, Chris, you, you've been amazing. Um, you've shared some amazing insight with us, things that we wouldn't regularly hear or see. Um, unfortunately, we have to wrap things up. Uh, we've actually gone longer than usual due to the amount of interesting content that we've been hearing f- from you from you today. Before we let you go, Mr. Chris, where can we find you online? Yeah, so you can certainly reach me via LinkedIn, uh, Chris Stathos. Um, feel free to reach out there. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. Um, don't post a ton, so you might not get as much content over there, but at uh, the real Stathos, S-T-A-T-H-O-S. Uh, yeah. So you can you can maybe find me saying something funny on there. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Mr. Chris Stathos, thank you so much for joining me on this Sports Finder podcast. I really appreciate you and your time and effort. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all for today. Once again, thank you all for joining us on the Sports Finder Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder Podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?